Right. Okay, guys. So, welcome to series two of On the Hook. This is going to be the first episode back. Big welcome to Captain Salty, Potato, Neo, Skinny, and finally our new guest. Um, and the new guest is Rosie. So, Rosie's recently had a bit of a helping hand in the Ott versus True debate. So, interested and pleased <laughs> to be hearing his thoughts. So, of big course. welcome back, guys, and a big welcome to you, Rosie. As normal, guys, I have put all the links in the description so please show them a bit of love and we've decided to do the podcast live so just before we start guys i will say it will give you a chance to get involved ask questions feel free to pop into the chat and ask away if it's not relevant to the discussion i will save it till the very end so we'll save about 10 minutes at the end so people can ask what pants skinny has on or if neo does like drinking bleach I will say, leave the questions till the end if they're relevant and it's not directly about what we're discussing. As always, guys, keep things respectful as always. So, welcome back all. How is everybody? Doing my best, bro. <laughs> Pretty good, actually. <laughs> uh, absolutely fantastic. Good. Yes, yeah, same, same. Good. Good to hear. So we'll kick off then. We'll start straight away with the first thing I was going to discuss. And it's been an ongoing thing for about two weeks now, I think. Two weeks, maybe. Hooks versus kills. The debate. So what were your thoughts on that, guys? As in thoughts, as in which side are we on? Or It was, it was honestly an interesting debate to hear both sides. Yeah, but I'm personally on the side for kills. Kills, all right. Anybody else have any other thoughts besides? I think the discussion was pointless because uh, the point behind this all is like how achievable is it for for the role that is clearly at a disadvantage in mm. the highest play of games, and no one of them like I think True Talent mentioned it that it's like in high level you see it in the tournament scene that killers have to one hook everyone. And that shows that survivors are too powerful, to, uh, so the killer can't really do the objectives like it's supposed to be. But uh, balancing around hooks would mean that you have to push a killer to be able to get as much hook as possible every game, which would neglect the survivor skill and it would be killer-sided. Balancing around kills would mean that people would just slug more, tunnel more, and camp more. So the discussion behind that shit is like, uh, is it really... You get 12 hooks if your survivor team that you face is terrible, you know, like you, they mm. don't pressure you and stuff like that. And and that's how you get 12 hooks. You can't say that uh, balancing for hooks is a good thing because uh, it's, it has always have to be uh, depending on what survivors you're facing. If you face really good survivors, survive your friends, uh, like Marv88, Bully Squad, like they will beat you. Uh, and mm -hmm. if you try to go for as much hook as possible. And good survivors will always try to punish a killer that tries to go and get as much chases and much hooks as possible. So the whole debate is, it's it's kind of nothing on that because the main issue is on how achievable is it. Yeah, okay. Anything else to add to that, guys? 
kind of got to agree with what Salty said there. You know, in an ideal world, it'd be great to get 12 hooks. You know, it depends if the survivors are absolute potatoes and they give you that option. You've also got to remember as well that a lot of survivors like to kill themselves on hook as well. Yeah. So you can't even get your 12 hooks. But when you're against good players and you're feeling the pressure and if you've got the opportunity to, say, tunnel and put someone on a second hook because it just opens up for you, you should take that opportunity as a good killer because against good survivors, they're not going to give you an easy pass. They're going to smash those gens out. So in an ideal world, yes, 12 hooks is good. But when you're playing high ranks, it's not going to be possible to achieve that. You've got to go for kills. Yeah, okay, Rosie, any thoughts on the topic? Well, uh, the thing about it is uh, kills is kind of what you have to do. Uh, one thing I wanted to piggyback off of uh, Captain Salty was he was talking about how, like, if you buff killer, if you if you buff killer to the point where they have to do 12, like, it, to where the killer can do 12 hooks, if you buff the killer to where they can do that, it, do it has some ripple effects across the entire game to where you accidentally buff killer's slugging game and the kind of play styles that they kind of already yep. don't like with the slugging. If you buff a killer to where their pressure is so good that they are capable of doing 12 hooks against good squads, the killer is still just going to slug the entire time because it's yep. that's just better and easier. So you yeah, kind of just have to go with kills. Slugging is more pressure than hooks. So... Mm -hmm. That's why people will still do it. And even if you buff killers to be able to get 12 hooks all game, they would still do it. But if most efficient, and the problem is the PIP system punishes efficient killer play. Yes. So are we saying then that... what? Which is the right way to play, do you think? Is it going to be hooks or do you go by kills? Or is it just dependent on... The uh, I have to say something about that. Two talent yeah. uh, or uh, a viewer of two talent in the stream said something like Hexy is a hardcore slugger. And if we base a game around hooks, what should happen with Hexy? And two talent said he should deep pip as hard as possible. And it's like, no, because no. Hexy knows when the fuck he has to, what he has to do to win. And for him, his is a win to get to 4k. And if, if he plays against a really fucking good team, he slugs. He tunnels, he camps, what is necessary to get this win, in his opinion. And you can't uh, say that your personal opinion is on hooks, but then neglect all other win conditions, because that's, ba that's basic uh, entitlement on your own playstyle, and you're neglecting everything that other people think about it. Because there are killers that say, yes, yeah, survivor, that game is survivor-sided, but I can deal with it because I can change and adapt my playstyle towards uh, survivors. You know, they, they are like, okay... I, I just completely stop uh, over chasing and try to get them off, off generator as much as possible. Slugging people, the first opportunity I get, playing perks like Infectious Right, which is basically a snowball perk. And if you are a killer that is going for everything and has no moral and no uh, real limits, you can't punish those people for playing this way. Because efficient mm -hmm. killer playing still is slugging. And if you notice you need a guy dead, you camp them on hook if, if you have to. It's basically still the efficient way of doing it. And and punishing people from doing that because they know how to do it, how to win in most cases, that's just not the simple way. And you can't just say or make it so that killers have to do hooks so others get punished for not playing the game how I want it to be played because, hey, I can't care about the survivor's fun. Who should care about survivor's fun because Thanks. they have all the advantages in the fucking game, you know? It's like if a killer has to camp because of 
survivors being too hard in pressure, he has to camp to win or actually or equal out this game. And you should not punish them for doing exactly that if it's necessary. And that's that's the impression that I'm getting from the whole debate because it I, I see both sides of it. I see the hooks versus kills, and I'm sort of in the middle of it. However, it's like punishing the survivors for doing the gens too quick. You know, are we going to tell survivors how they should be playing? You know, if you do the gens too quick, you'll be punished. I, I don't know. Are they punished at the minute? Or do they not get as many points? But does it matter? Does it all come down to what is a win again? I know I asked it before. Rosie, what would you consider as a win? Uh, three plus kills would be a win. It's the same uh, win condition that Identity V uses. And it's it's the thing. It makes their whole system work. If you've played that game, I know it's kind of a joke, but that game has a fully functioning MMR system purely based off kills and escapes. And it works. Yeah, the, the, the matchmaking is solid. You get into a game within seconds. It works. Uh, that, uh, the, the whole myth about it just not working just has never made sense to me. Uh, Rosie, going off that, that's actually the reason why I go that way and what's a win for me is because of Identity V and yep. the win-loss system. Like Two two escapes is a, counted as a tie, mm-hmm. and then three is a win for the killer, and that's generally because of Identity V and how Identity V is you know, a little bit more of a competitive side game with basically more metas and stuff and you know character picks but just because of that is the reason why i go for that for wins yeah if there's one thing that like i i just want to like impart today it's that like identity v is a free game on the app store you have nothing to lose to just try it and just see what it looks like it's really good like they made the patch where they paid where they basically buffed all hunters or the killers to be able to counter the cypher rush Mm-hmm. It's basically even worse than Depredator because Cypher takes 75 seconds, I believe, to complete. So it's right. even faster than Depredator. And they made it so that they can basically... Uh, slugging and camping is still meta It's in, in the game, but it's countable. So the, the hunter can get his objective done by killing survivors because no one cares about, like... Uh, in my opinion, it's like, I think the chases and loops in this game are not as powerful. So, like the survivor can't waste so much time of a killer to stop him from actually like advancing in the in the objective if we combine that if you compare that to dead by daylight where you have like tiles after tile after tile sometimes you have uh, chain tiles that people can use to waste like millions of your time like the poem we want is too powerful for survivors in dead by daylight and that's right. one of the reasons why gen rush is such a problem because the killer can't really catch up by just doing his objective as efficient as possible. So they have to slug, they have to tunnel if they need it, and that's the problem. Like, just because one v one is such a fucking overpowered thing for survivors, is is the reason why gen rush is such a problem in Dead by Daylight. If you have the one v one in a more balanced way where killers have more chances to actually end chases faster because the map is not too strong and survivors don't have too overpowered structures to work with uh, the gen rush could be countered by like going into into the direction where it end phases uh, killers that end chases really fast and not having survivors or play having too much of hotel potential for every killer it's like survivors fun should not matter in balancing that's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, Brother Phoenix has just commented there saying, if you play for kills, you will never win. Is that a 
And that's something that Truth Talent said. It's like basically, uh, it's something that I said. It's like everyone should consider his own win condition. Some people would say four barbecue stacks is a win for them. Someone for them for some it's the fun, but for me it's a three k or three k plus. It's a win. That's that's all. And how you achieve it, it's your own fucking. Uh, it's your own. It's your own. Uh, it's your own thing. If like if you think about. You're playing against a hyper-efficient team. You have to slug to go, or you will lose. You don't get your your win condition. And if you don't slug because you want to have uh, give survivors as much fun as possible, you lose. And that's why you should not balance around one side's fun. And in the set, like in this case, don't yeah. balance around survivors' fun. Do you think the developers need to come out and say this is what a win is? And reward you for that. Uh, I don't really think it's needed. I don't think it's needed. Like we were mentioning before, it's basically. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I don't say. I don't say a win for me can just be like. I don't know, doing something funny to make the killer look silly, silly, or when a survivor teabags or something completely outplaying them two seconds later yeah i might lose the game i might technically lose the game and get no kills after but it's a win for me because i completely screwed them over and made them and made them look silly and i just find that more of a fun thing so it's i really can't really can you really be called much of say hey you lost this game when really it's it's a video game as as long as you're having fun that's that that's really all that matters yeah i think the they end... already have i think they already have because they're getting rid of the emblem system because they're because they are getting rid of the emblem system they are acknowledging that that's not a win they're acknowledging that it's a flawed system that doesn't determine skill and they're getting rid of it the fact that they're getting rid of it tells you everything you need to know exactly the pip system is the problem in yeah, this case the, it's like... i mean uh, it de it determines the win, but everyone else sees this like it's stupid. Like I had so I had to sweat so hard to get this this three k, and I still don't pip because the pip system is flawed. Like I am not allowed to proxy if I have to. Like the game doesn't acknowledge that. Like the, we are in a dire situation. You have to proxy. You have to force a struggle on someone so you get them on death hook to get one out of the game as fast as possible because. There's a map like Haddonfield and they played it perfectly. You have no fucking chance. You have to proxy camp. And in the end, you get points less. You get deducted uh, for something you have to do. And it's just like PIP system is just... The PIP system is just stupid. Yeah. And yeah, like another thing you... The, uh, you can't consider the PIP's wins. No, you go, okay, you go you first. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, considering, considering the devs themselves even said the PIP system is, you know not really working and they've even said it before on their own streams that it's not really working well how can you base like you guys were mentioning how can you base some base something on that completely on how you determine if a game is a win or a loss when a system itself isn't even designed properly i mean i can get four kills i've gotten four kills before and have de-pipped why is that why should i consider that as a loss mm -hmm. It's yeah. a killer-dependent system, is what I was going to say. It's fucking Legion can run in there, get two of them and still pip, and Plague can 3k and de-pip. Like, it's a killer-dependent system. It favors some killers over others, just by the nature of how their power interacts with it. 
Yeah. That means it. Sorry, go on. <laughs> the Rosie go on. Oh, was it Rosie? Well, I, Rosie? well you, it's just like you're sitting there, Legion bounces from person to person to person. That's a very favorable playstyle with, with the system because it awards the more chases you get. The more chases you get, the more you get the the found survivor scoring event. Like, like it, it, it's You find survivors, you get scoring events, and then your pip goes up in the system. Certain killers just they played differently, and like uh, Oni Myers, anybody that slugs kind of get kind of gets punished. Like, like you can't like slugging is designed in some of the, the, of the characters in, in and of itself. Like they, when they design a character to slug, like twins Oni Myers, when they do that, they are setting the killer up for pipping system failure because they are deliberately making them not play as well. It's it's ridiculous design, and it's it's the it's the emblem system that has got to go above anything else. Yeah, well, we're going to come on to matchmaking soon. Uh, just quickly about the hooks versus kills debate. I'm going to put you all on the spot here. Um, it wouldn't be a debate if we didn't have a winner. I'm not trying to cause any dramas, but who do you guys think won out of True and Ots? Ots. 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 I didn't watch it because I can't stand True Talent. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, okay. I guess I'm going to be in the minority here. I think True swamped him. I think True absolutely swamped him. I th even though I agree with True, uh, not True, but even though I agree with Ots, I think he just, he just, True is just such a good debater. I have a video up. I think True won in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, he won I because he outpowered uh, some things that Otsawa said, but in this debate about uh, that he was on his 12 hook thing, that was completely retarded. And that's why he lost this debate about the hooks versus kills, in my opinion. Because this 12 hook mentality of two talent, because he likes to get a lot of chases as survivors, so he expects that other killers like it as well, is just stupid. And well, Ostava okay. made some points that I want to point out. He said once, but if I play Trapper and I place three traps and I catch all the survivor, is that skill? Or is that just luck? And it's like, in my opinion, it's like skill because he plays trap that f f that caught survivors. He predicted where survivors go, and it's more skill than just fucking winning a fifty-fifty guessing game in a loop. In my opinion. Yeah, you're definitely right about that, and he did pretty much win that section. The problem with Ots is he made the whole thing about himself with his streaks. Yeah. There was such a big emphasis on those ridiculous, retarded, meaningless streaks. And I think the, the more he focused on those, the better he made True look. True is wrong about the, 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 the hooks. He's wrong about that. And it, the more Ots made his streaks dominate the conversation, instead of True's illogical thinking, it made True look smarter because all True had to just say was, your streaks are dumb, your streaks are dumb, your streaks are dumb, which is objectively true. And if... It, the, this, the, it, the fact that Ots just made the whole thing about himself was such a poor decision when you're going into a debate with True, who, I, who divisive as he is, is a smart guy. And if he is very good at ho honing in on even the smallest inconsistency in someone's thinking. So the fact that Ots made the whole thing about himself really did True a favor. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, I, I thought... Personally, I thought, uh, you're not in the minority, Rosie, because I thought True won the debate as well. When I watched it, I just thought he was, he seemed much more prepared and he offered 
many more counters to what Zotz was saying. It might be down. I didn't look at it from that point of view. You've just mentioned about being personal um, and protecting his 50 win streak uh, theory. But I did think that True had the better of the debate. And I can sort of understand what he's saying in regards to the four hooks. If you watch True, and I know, you know, some people said I don't watch him on here, but when you watch him, he does try to make the game, his own gameplay tries to make it fair. Now, Captain Salty, I know you're probably going to jump in straight away and say, well, fair's... Just fair's... and I will say something about it. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> okay, um, first of all, True Talent is a guy that is just chasing. That's it. He has no map awareness whatsoever. He has no clue what is going on around him because he's so focused on getting as much hook as possible. If you watch Odd Streak, you actually saw people when he played against kinda better survivors where he completely stopped playing the way Truth would play to win. To make sure he gets to 4k. He let one guy bled out on the floor to make sure that he doesn't get the hatch in the end. It's just like he was he want he was really sweaty and he played and did whatever he could to achieve this win in his eyes. It's a 4k for in, in Truth's eyes it's not a win. In my eyes, it's a win. 4K is a win. It's a, it's a perfect win for a killer. He did everything he had to do, like Hexy does in most of his games, to make sure he wins. And the only time he lost was because map RNG and matchmaking. And that's the biggest issue. And we will come to that. Yeah, we will. Those are, yeah. This big bang can come every fucking time. And to get this argument of 50 wins in a row... It's, it's not really cool because it's it's just like matchmaking issue and you get lucky with good people with uh, bad, having bad survivors and stuff but he also played against really good survivors with that that gens really fast and he had to have the plan around the free gen around slugging a lot around tunneling even to make sure that he gets the 4k so the, despite the fact that he lost this this whole argument about his streak and he makes his streak personal. He's still a better killer player overall from this standing than True Talent. And uh, if we are on better killer players, Fungus, for example, is still a is also a better killer player than True Talent or Stava. Because the way he plays is, he has so much things in the mind when he does something that he basically makes the killer look far more easier than it is actually is. And that's the thing. It's like... Otsdawa can adapt to an opponent's team, to talent can't. And that's the problem. Yeah. And this is the problem in his flawed argument of 12 hooks. Like, people that watch to talent agree on most things he did, but if you look at gameplays, he can't adapt to someone that is playing a different way, way that he doesn't want to play. If he doesn't get a lot of chases, he gets pissed about it, blames the game for that shit and stuff, instead of... Instead of going and checking on gens and scaring them off gens and starting chases by himself by actually finding survivors at gens where it matters, he just says this game is so bullshit and instead of trying it, instead of adapting to a situation where he's not favored, he's never in favor, like no chase benefits the killer, it's always survivor-sided, but he bases his whole... This, his, this whole debate about his hooks on his personal entitlement of what is fun. And you should not base something around someone's entitlement on fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just quickly go on to the chat there. So Reaper Tech, welcome to the chat. Uh, he's put on there, I agree that Otz's take on... I agree with Otz's take on kills. However, True did win in some ways and Otz won in some way else. So basically saying it was pretty even debate. 
Uh, hooks are the leeway to killing, which is uh, helping you win. Survivors doing gens the leeway to escaping, which helps them win. That's his take on it. The uh, Minty TRG, again, welcome to you. The 12 hooks means killer has to be nice and not slug, tunnel or camp. Survivors won't be nice back and gen rush you. Click and teabag. I agree with that fully. Um, I mean, that's, uh, we'll, again, we'll come on to that with chapter 19 because I don't know if you've seen my video, but I, I got a bit wound up about this whole, oh, this killer's fun, you know, but we'll talk about that in a bit. But you're right. You've mentioned Fungus there, and I've discussed him quite a lot to people off chat when I've been speaking about him. Amazing killer, amazing player of DBD all in general. However, his games are five, six minutes long. Now, you cannot have five, six-minute games, and this is me just watching his YouTube, so I don't know if he's been selective in what he picks, but um, if his games are on average about five, six minutes, there's no way he's getting 12 hooks on there. Uh, I'm, I'm presuming there's, you know... Nah, not even close. He doesn't yeah. even care about hooks. He thinks he's sometimes forcing a, a death on a hook on some maps like 10 feet or fractured cowshed, where he knows, man, if the survivors know what the fuck he, they are doing, yeah, like, you'll lose. So you have to take everything you can to, to make sure that you not completely get fucked by the team, you know? So you so he proxy camps, make sure that people get on struggle on a far too strong map for survivors. And he knows that. And... That's what, what uh, this whole argument is, is like based around. It's like people that play like they're assholes as killer, they know how to adapt to a situation where they are under pressure. And they can handle those better than people that are trying to get as much chases as possible because they personally think it's more fun to get as much chases as possible. But there are teams that are so good that you can't just go for chases, that you have to take everything else in mind as well. And you and the, the skill and killer is to balance it all out and split your attention onto multiple things. Like, is the gen done? Is someone working on a gen while I go to a chase? Can I actually chase? Or is the chase not benefiting me? Is that guy a good looper? So I have to leave a chase and go to another place. Do I know where everyone is? Can I commit to the chase? Do I know where all the other survivors are? And that's something that a lot of killers, I think, can't do because they, they can't really have this. They don't really have this multitasking thing that, that is needed to play killer in stress situations. Well, okay. We'll wrap up on hooks versus kills. You've mentioned there about killers. And the next topic we're going to talk about, guys, is matchmaking. And the reason why I'm, I'm moving that on from what you said, Captain Salty, because it's quite relevant. So you mentioned about killers, certain killer people not being able to do certain things with killers. Now, we had a discussion during the week, myself and Captain Salty, and we were saying, we were talking about um, the big streamers, the 50K wins, how amazing they are. Now... I was a little bit critical of them because I think matchmaking is a problem. Rosie, you've touched on it and you've made a video on it, I believe, as well. I think this is how I got thinking about the discussion. And matchmaking at the minute is quite broken, and not just in regards to the ranks, but in regards to the hours. So my exact words were to Captain Salty, okay, if the killer that you mentioned, the stream you mentioned, had 9,000 hours. Too bad. Like, there's no survivor that has that many hours that you can match yeah. him. Who is who is challenging that guy? That's the problem. All the veterans left this game or stopped playing because it's shitty. Who is challenging? Who is giving that guy a challenge? My argument was 
just exactly that you know matchmaking there's got to be survivors that have got a lot of a lot of hours why aren't they getting matched up together should the matchmaking change to hours because just to give you an idea i used piano as an example and i'm like you know what if we had a room five people in a room all playing piano all having competition would i be surprised that the person who had nine thousand hours of practice was better than the person who had 300 hours of practice. I wouldn't, that's just normal. So why do we treat Dead by Day like different? Fungus, I'm presuming he's got eight, 9,000 hours as well. You know, he should be winning every game. This, unless matchmaking matches him up with survivors with the same amount of hours. What's your thoughts on that, guys? Uh, I can, uh, that's a, I don't think a game can be, should be, determined by hours because i've had times where i've or one i've beat someone with four thousand hours on legion yeah just when i had 600 hours in the game then basically maybe only 100 on killer i just and plus when people get to higher higher ranks there's less and less players or who have more hours there's less and less players up there queue times would just get longer and longer as the more as you know the more hours you get in the game which really you you really can't do that it's not really fair do you not think or this is going to solve a problem in regards to smurf accounts so reaper tech has put on about his friend playing green ranks green rank smurfs but if it looks well probably won't actually because it'll be a different account altogether won't it but yeah it'd be a different account i just think that you know, we mentioned the 50 win streaks and do I get impressed by them? Generally not, unless that streamer is showing me people who have got, and I think True Talent done it. It actually, funnily enough, came up and recommended True Talent, Wraith against 15,000 hour survivors. That to me was like, okay, he's went in and looked to see the hours on them because I think two escaped. But, you know, should it be, what can we do to fix the matchmaking? Rosie, I know you've had quite a bit to say about the 50 win streaks and the matchmaking. What, <laughs> what do you think could fix it? Okay. Well, first, I'll start with your hours. I think that would be a significantly better metric than what is used right now because what is used right now is utter dog shit and anything you put in the game is going to improve it. Whatever they're doing right now is it would significantly improve it because what we're doing right now is, is just a, a, a shit show and a disaster. Uh, however, it's not. I don't think it would be a 100 percent perfect metric, but no metric would be. Uh, but whatever you end up, to, like this is why this is so hard to talk about. Because if you say, "Well, we could just do this," uh, Joe Blow over here can just be like, "Well, it doesn't account for this, this, and this." Or, or Scott Judd, I guess, would be a better person who would do that. <laughs> but it doesn't account for this, 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 and this. <laughs> but like, you can't expect a matchmaking system to be 100% perfect. We just have yeah. to do what the best possible thing is. And while I do think ours would be better, I just, I, I, I go where I think the evidence is pointing. And I still just think if you do a flat kills versus escapes MMR type system, I still think that would be the best 100% way to do it. Like they said on their last Q and a that they didn't even ship it live to us because it was just so bad. And I just don't, I don't buy that. I think the reason that they're not shipping it out live is because they want the game to have bad matchmaking. I think if they they know as well as I do that if they 
fix the matchmaking to where it's at an acceptable standard, those kill rates are going to start looking like 20% through 40%. And only Spirit, Freddy, and uh, the top, top killers are going to struggle to squeeze around a 50% kill ratio. And that's, that's because the killers are just so weak. And rather than just having to buff everything and retool the game from the ground up, they would rather just leave the matchmaking system broken because they don't have to fix anything and invest money to, to fix the entire game from the ground up. It's, it, it's much more beneficial to them when you have a player base that's not exactly driven to fix the problems in, in the game. They would just rather leave it like that. That's why I get so frustrated with this topic yep. because... The player base just seems to be very complacent, and the people that really want to get it fixed are the ones that get called tryhards and they take it too seriously. Potato, any thoughts on the matter? Yeah, it's kind of a hard one. Um, you know, I was kind of hoping that some sort of MMR skill based thing would come into the game, but then they sort of ignored that and pushed it under the rug, didn't they? Um, I mean, <laughs> Right now, as you guys know, the current state of it, it just seems random as to what sort of teams you get. And it, I just think that's got to do with, like, queue times as well. It's just, like, they're just trying to force you with anyone. And they don't really care. I don't even know if there's still any, like, veteran players around. Like, it's very rare that I go against, like, an insanely good team that absolutely demolished me or are all rank one. So I don't know how we would fix it because, uh, as you guys said, like, I could suggest something, but then there could be, like, five other problems as well. I think they just need to somehow like base it on maybe if the killer's constantly getting kills against this group of players that are constantly doing bad and not escaping, then up the skill up and then pair, pair me with survivors that are constantly escaping and try and match it like that, I guess. I mean, it's sort of in an MMR kind of way. I, I honestly don't know, but they need to do something to fix it because I'm. it, it depends also on the time of day. So if... If I stream till like 10 p.m., I seem to go against lower ranked players. But when I start streaming at six, I'm going against normally higher ranks as well. So I don't know what to make of that either. Yeah. No, I I have that experience too. If you if I ever stream at like 3 p.m. of my time, it sweats every day until like it's sweat after sweat after sweat after sweat. If I stream at 10, I'll go when I'll go the whole night without a loss. It's just yeah. it, it's so. Because all the Swifts are on during the day. Yeah, I, I mean, I have that issue on a Sunday. Last Sunday, I played Killer all day and never touched Killer again till Friday night. I was, just, I had just gone crazy. I was just like, like to, to improve thyself, three uh, brand new parts. Yeah, the teabagging, oh, yeah. the clicking, the easies. I was like, man alive, what is going on? So I tried it today and I went on today. Lo and behold, again, all rank one survivors. The odd rank 13, I think I spotted, but that was survivor friends. But the matchmaking seemed to be a lot better today. I mean, obviously, I say a lot better. That's what you want. You want in people around your ranks. Whether I enjoyed it or not, it's a different thing, but I'm not going to improve unless I play those teams. You know, Potato, you touched on it. You know, you, you do want to play the teams that escape a lot because that's a challenge. You know, that's what the game's uh -huh. about. You take no pleasure at all killing, you know, rank 13s to rank 20s. It's not a good game at that point. Um, so, yeah. It so, is equally not fun. It's as equally not fun to go in there and bully somebody that's ranked 17 because the guy has no clue what they're doing. It's, it's just like, 
it, it's like playing a game against a baby. It, there's no satisfaction yeah. in killing somebody that's just so bad at the game. It's not their fault. They're just new players. And But, like, the problem is you see so many new players because all the veterans leave. And all the veterans leave because they want to play something that has substance. The game is stale. And that's why people leave it. I, I, I truly believe there's a very silent, uh, like, section of, like, players that would come back to the game if they fixed it. And they, like, I don't want to say make it competitive because I know that's a, that's a curse word in the Dead by Daylight community. But if you change the mindset of the game and just balance around top players, I really feel like you would see a huge increase in player base. Yeah, I mean, it was something, uh, and I know I've probably mentioned it to you guys before, I've mentioned it on a different podcast. I'm still on the mind process that it is a tough task to balance it out from rank 1 to rank 20s, you know, from the players that are playing all the time to the lower end of the scale. Uh, that's when I came up with the suggestion that maybe allow only certain perks for each one. I know it's not, it, it would need, like Potato said, anytime you come up with something new, there's so many things that could go wrong. But something along them lines to say, the sweaty meta perks, they're going to be in the in the red ranks. You need to get the red ranks to play that. That way it gives people the opportunity when they're coming into the game to learn without having to play against Hex Undying, Hex Ruin or Tinkerer, you know, your DSs and stuff like that and they're, they're learning how to play the game and then as they rank up more and more perks open I know the perks at the minute I hate the grind that you have to do for the perks I hate that they've got three levels to each perk things like that so it would be an overhaul which would never happen anyway but that would be my thoughts on it for that reason I will say that for the developers I sympathise with the fact that they are having a balance between new players and the old school ones as well. It's easy. If you make the game too easy, uh, it, it it becomes far too hard in the higher level and too easy in the early games. And you should make changes that new players that don't understand the game anyway don't really bother about. It's only affecting the higher ranks. Like something like the, ruin, like the ruin change, for example. It was the gatekeeper for plebs that can't get into red ranks. It was a it was a gatekeeper. You could not play against ruin. You would not never ever get into red ranks as a survivor. It was a it was a perfectly fine perk. It like the, the ranks were not bloated. Ranks were always shit. And ranks, ranks never mattered. But before they changed ruin. The matchmaking was kind of better. It was never good, but it was better because all those potatoes, all those potatoes that could not handle ruin, could not get into purple rings or even red rings because they were not learn learning the game. And that was something that was cool because it only affected the really good players because they could get could, could all all the ruin skill checks without failing once, and it would not matter that much because it was still a perk that needed concentration to focus and hit all the skill checks but people that were not good enough for that that were not that, that could not handle that they were complaining about it and it stopped this bloating of bad or boosted players in red ranks killers in red rings were good now you have killers in red rings that are boosted because they play against bad survivors because all ranks are full of bad survivors because there is no challenge in survivor anymore you just do gens because there's no perk that stops them from doing gens 
like not like out ruin because it out ruin you had to actually hit all those skill checks with, without regressing the gen at once. So it was not frustrating for survivors to sit on gens now. They can just sit on gens, be AFK, and then escape because you don't need anything else as a survivor. You just have to sit on gens and do gens and go out. You don't even have to know how to loop. Just dropping every pallet because there are billions of pallets on most maps is enough to waste killer's time to make him lose yeah. the game. Yeah. Well, I mean... Again, Reaper has mentioned killers need to get destroyed by good teams for balance to actually be an issue that people can visually see. Right now, people are calling amazing killers bad players when they are trying their best. Now, the first part of that, I think you touched upon it, Rosie, when you mentioned about the 50k streak, which started this debate. Um, and I've also jumped on the back of that with Captain Salt in regards to the hours, because them killers who were watching day in day out they will get those kills they, they are it, it, the professional streamers you know that's what they do that they get paid to play the game i'm not saying you know they don't get paid that they've got a community the streaming true talent streams what 12 45 to 6 every night or whatever it is you know the hours that they're all accumulating and is that sending the message to developers when you see 50k wins 50k wins with this but you've got people with 9000 hours versus people with three four hundred hours it's a mismatch i believe that it is mm. i believe that it is because of almost stats and the way that they're done although the stats the, the, the way that the stats are done is just look at look at the kill rates guys look how good the kills are like you never even when it says red ranks we don't know who those red ranks are going against. If that red rank, like I'm, I'm ranked, I'm fucking red rank. I played uh, two rank 17s and two rank 13s as Deathslinger the other day. Is that going into your, is that going into your stats? Yes, it is. They don't factor out those bad stats. It's just going, wow, look at our kill rates, guys. Look how good the, look how good killers are doing. Like, it, it, because all 50 of Ots's games are going into that character as wins for that character. And I'm not saying that Ots' streaks intrinsically prove anything, but when you have a genius like Almo on your balancing team who is a stats <laughs> whore, like what do you think he what do you think he says when he sees those stats? Oh, look, we don't have to buff Peak because if he wins. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah exactly. that's it. It's they said that on the Q&A, they said Pick is fine because she's second highest in kill rate. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Pick is the weakest killer in the game because her power only affects when you get a successful chase, you get it down, and against gen rushers, you don't get it down. <laughs> you know? You can't, yeah. you, you can't use her ability at all because you have to down the survivor first, then get, get the head, get the party head, and then it might not even do anything because it can be removed in the first box if they get lucky. It's yeah. like, what the fuck? Just because some people camp... Uh, just people, just some people play knockout piggy like me because I like playing like an asshole and I don't care about so much fun, you know. Just because I play knockout piggy doesn't mean that this killer's like top tier. It's like it's worse. It's like pick her own tier because she's so inconsistently bad. It's it's terrible. And they were like, oh, I but we like piggy. We think piggy's fine. It's like, oh my god, man, like she's not fine. She needs a buff. Please buff her. Right. <laughs> On that note, and Rex the Protogen, thank you for your messages. 
He has actually questioned if that is the weakest killer. He's being countered by Reaper, who thinks Pig's the weakest killer as well. Talking about weakest killers, let's move on to chapter 19, guys. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, segue. please. Thank Great you, thank segue. you, thank you. <laughs> All right. We'll start off Ooh. with the uh, potato. What's your thoughts on chapter 19, my man? The new, the new killer? Yeah. Um, I think he's easily earned the title of probably the weakest killer in the game. Yeah. Um, he has a really fun power, though. It is fun to play. It's fun to go against the survivor as well. I actually played against Tat on the PTB, and he played the killer. Yeah. And going against him in a chase was a lot of fun. It was. It, it was exciting. It was new. Like, the fact that there's knives coming at you ricocheting and you have to dodge them, it's fun. But they need to work a bit more on his base power in general. Like, I think the add-on for the ricochet is purple add-on. I honestly think that should just yeah, be part of his purple. base kit. Yeah, it should just be part of his base kit. Because um, it open up more of a skill factor with the ricocheting off the walls. And I think it's eight hits to actually injure a survivor yep. with your yeah, knives. Yeah, yep, it is eight. Which is a bit excessive. I mean, on certain loop tiles where, let's say, a huntress can hit you... He will do fine because he can constantly just spam his knives. Even if they're crouched, he'll still hit them on loop tiles. But loop tiles with high walls, he's going to be so weak. Like, imagine trying to hit someone eight times and they could just hide behind a wall. It's going to take you ages to do it. You're basically just an M1 killer. So they either need to increase his actual base movement speed so he's a bit faster. Or they need to make it so that his knives do more damage per hit. Because it's going to be a pain in the ass for him on certain loop tiles, but but then he'll do great on other loop tiles. But if he gets an indoor map, he is genuinely, genuinely screwed. Yeah, and I yeah. played against one of them on an indoor map on a live game, and he didn't even get a single down because he just couldn't do anything. And that was on uh, Larry's. That was on Larry's. He couldn't do anything on Larry's. Yeah, because I, I played him on um, Hawkins, and I felt the same as well. Same. Mm. Uh, I'll give you a video, a quick plug out here, Skinny, because you did make a video yesterday about changes you'd make it, to the to the trickster. Yeah, I went, I went through like every change I would like to see done to him. Mm. And there were some good ideas there. So reduce, uh, increasing his base speed, reducing the hit, and stopping the decay in the. I can't remember what it was called now. What's it called? The the laceration, yeah. That's the one, yeah. I said, like, make laceration something like Deep Wound where it's up to the survivors to take it down and, like, you could make it a, a two-second interaction for every knife that hits you. So if he hit you with five knives, assuming they brought the max counter down to six, it would take ten seconds to completely reduce yourself back to zero. But for every two seconds that passes, you would lose one knife per that time. Yeah. I think that would that would make it fair rather than it being something like if you don't keep the combo up, it just goes because then you're put into a position where if you throw like two or three knives into someone and don't commit to that chase, what was the point of throwing the knives? Because it's just going to decay. Yeah. Like it would make more sense if you could put knives into someone to occupy them for a couple seconds while you do something else or you put knives into them and think at that point they're left in a position where either they sit down and they take the knives out or they play the risk of being like, ah, I'll leave them in, but know that I'm like two or three knives away from being injured or down. You know, it would it would definitely make it more fair if it was something that you, you could be allowed to like 
hit and run almost rather rather than like being forced to commit to every single chase if you want to put knives into someone you've got to commit to them it would be better if it was a hit and run thing where you can kind of like legion occupy people by giving them laceration and force them to go and do something with that yeah yeah i mean personally i i'm not didn't enjoy the chapter whatsoever i know it hasn't uh, been released yet so i'm talking about from a ptb and i know people say oh he's a lot of fun things like that. i know you know three people have said it on here but i'm like how much fun are you gonna have if you, if you can't get a kill you know if you're really struggling in the game is that gonna be a good thing i just find him so weak and i i am presuming that there is there's got to be changes done for him when he's released you know they've got to listen to this feedback because i i don't, I don't ah, behavior and feedback. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm literally nice everyone's saying it, and I mean, every, I haven't come across anyone that said this killer is perfect. Keep him as he is. Dylan. <clears throat> Who? Dylan KG said this killer's really good. Really? Well, you know, oh. he he tries to be he tries to be a uh, pork whisper, so he has to kiss behaviors ass. You know, you have to he has to do something about that. You know, he can't say his <laughs> shit. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I, I don't even like the design of him. People are saying, "Oh, it's a no. cool looking character." I'm like, "Have you seen the run animation at the end screen?" You know, when you finish the game, I'm <laughs> like, "What is going on?" And people yeah, are like, yeah, it doesn't matter because he winks at you. True, yeah, true, true. And one thing I want to mention, Potato, your pronunciation of laceration no, was no, no, it's highlight good. of my week. <laughs> what did I? What have I missed here? Lactation. Lactation. Oh my god! I was like, oh, oh. it came up. Potato Legion's posted a video. I'm like, oh, I'll have a look. See, so thoughts about a trickster, and then you said that in the first few minutes. I was like, that was it. Me gone. Crease over it. <laughs> Live on Twitch as well. Thanks, guys. Oh, was it? <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, any positives from this chapter, guys? Rave buff. Rave buff. Yes, of course. Oh, light camera got fixed. Light, bl not just camera collisions. Blight on swamp now yeah. works. Like, there's I nothing you don't bounce on. No, I'll step up my territory, potato. <laughs> I'm actually going to play a lot more Blight because now they've fixed him. I watched Dowsy's video of his POV and oh my god, it's so amazing. That's how it should have been from day one. I am actually. I do, I do want to mention, however, it's not all like positives with that. There, there's definitely some teething room with him because in, in his animations, especially when he kicks a gen, he shrinks down again. He, he goes back down again. Is so they what? need to. <laughs> yeah. That might get fixed before they put it out. Yeah, they, yeah, they need to fix that before they bring it to live because it's just. I think it's just because they wanted to rush it out and get it on the PTB so people could play with it, and they didn't bother with animations. But they definitely need to fix that because it's it's some really interesting things to witness. Like he, he it's like he kneels down when he kicks gens. It's really weird. I can actually play Blight now, and I don't get sick of motion because it's like, and I don't look at fucking grass on corn feed. I can look above the grass now. I, I wouldn't make that call too soon because they've added a head bob to his rush. Yeah, I noticed yes, that. Did. Uh, uh, Tris Tristan. That wasn't in the patch notes. <laughs> Tristan mentioned <laughs> that devs could t could have took an extra month to finalize the map rework. So, I th there's not many map more maps have got left to do, have there? Uh, but obviously they've rushed it in with a chapter. Uh, if they if they have the if they rework Codewind, please uh, like 
remove the pig tree. <laughs> like, you're like you can't you can't make a map look beautiful and let all the structures in that are problematic, like they did on Auto Haven with the party bus and stuff like that. You know, you can't just make a rework a map and let all the problematic structures in it. You know, like Asylum is even worse than before. I was just right about now. to say that I played Crotus today and I was like getting stuck on ramps that weren't there before. Yeah. I was like, why can't I walk up this ramp? And there's like a brick in the way. You know, the main like building is, it's interesting that you say that because they disabled those maps for them for a little bit. Yeah. The Pen ones. And I guess they didn't completely fix everything yet. It was just, I'm presuming they're meant to be there. It was just to put a little ramp. So I went to go up to guaranteed hit and all of a sudden I'm stuck on this, you know, this part of the structure. And it was literally, I looked down a couple of bricks at, yeah. My big killer couldn't walk ramps, past. ramps that lead into the disturbed ward are stupid. If you chase a survivor and he takes the angle, he gets there, you can't get. You have to go around it and follow the ramp. It's the, like you get so lose like, so much distance on survivor if they use that ramp in, into the fucking building. It's even worse now for killers. Yeah, and the window <laughs> that was next to the generator in the main building, that when I played today, and I will, I'll put the video out, that was an infinite. I stood and I looked and I thought, is there a breakable wall somewhere? And it was literally the survivor was just running all the way around. I had an entrance to the beginning because the stairs were like zigzag going down over. There was no way unless I vaulted that window that I could get a survivor. But I, I physically could not get a survivor. It might have been an issue with a load up or something. But that particular tile was an infinite because there was no breakable walls anywhere near it. Unless I missed it. But was, uh, was this Father Campbell's or Disturbed Ward? I can't remember which one it was, but I did. I had a video of it, and I thought I'll have what to put it on there. the smaller one? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. Who to do? Welcome to the chat. And you mentioned Deathlinger had a similar issue in his PTB. Now, when I'm when you're saying about similar issue, I'm presuming you mean weak when they were in the PTB. I think Deathlinger had it. I think. Ghostface definitely had it, didn't he? I think, remember when Ghostface, Ghostface had some more, more of yeah, Ghost, Ghostface TV could be revealed literally as soon as you spotted him. You didn't need to stare at him. It was just, if he appeared on your screen for a pixel, he was revealed. That was it. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Better against Ghostface was literally to crank your DPI all the way up and just do generators spinning your micro, <laughs> just spinning your goddamn camera around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> Completely <laughs> outplayed. The, twi the twins had it as well, didn't they? Where lockers became the new meta because nothing could happen to you. So they changed that after the PTB. So I think... Mm -hmm. That stayed on be... live servers for at least a week before yeah, they yeah. came out. Yeah. And twins are still bad against Survivor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, can, they can still uh, steal the baby, you know? Steal yeah. the baby! Hey, it's not a baby, guys. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not That's you, bun. Tristan has mentioned the could have been patient with any current map that were attempt to rework during that time period instead of multitasking with chapter 19. I think the the feedback that I've seen on the question and answers is they do have certain deadlines for each one. I know, again, I've seen a few videos this week where people are saying they need to do that health patch. You know, um, I certainly don't think, and I mean, chapter 19 hasn't come out yet, but chapter 18 was in potatoes words when we're on the podcast, a disaster, you know, in regards mm -hmm. to bugs, things break. And um, so at the minute, we don't know. We've just gone off what happened in the PTB. Mm -hmm. I only played the PTB for a day and I'm 
a bit disappointed I didn't get the Tribe Light and Wraith, but the queue times were like 30 minutes in between games. Yeah. It was just not not viable for me. To yeah, I had like one game of Wraith and I love, love Wraith even more. I'm a Wraith main and I love him even more. <laughs> like now he's like a really good killer actually. They just need to get the uh, Bone Clapper to base kit and then he's A tier. Yeah. I agree, dude. I think Wraith has always been kind of underrated myself. Not like top tier, not like top three, like True was saying, but like definitely underrated. Uh, yeah. This something to do with Champ to 19 because I haven't actually said anything about the trickster yet. Yeah. And I haven't either. Joking. I want to get, I have some thoughts too. Keep going. Oh. <laughs> okay. So there's this thing I mentioned. There's this thing I mentioned in like a few podcasts back or back that. My problem was with Killer was I had I enjoyed playing Killer and killing people, but I had not actually found a Killer where I actually genuinely liked their power. I don't like any of the powers of Let the Killers guess. in the game. You're a Trickster main, no? As soon as I saw Trickster's power and I started playing it, I instantly fell in love with the power. And even though yes of course like having maybe movement speed increase would be great and stuff like that but i do think people are dismissing trickster a little bit too quickly because i do think he is more powerful than people think but i still believe he you know he's more powerful than people think but i still wouldn't even call him the worst the worst killer or even necessarily completely terrible compared to other killers such as, for example, the pig. And yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if I do become a trickster main because I honestly had the most fun ever just playing trickster because I actually generally enjoyed his power and I actually had a power that I enjoyed using. Mm-hmm. And with the changes to Blight, uh, I noticed that Blight also feels a little bit slower. <laughs> <laughs> It feels a little bit slower with the increase, but you know, you get used to it. And honestly, just the blight changes is just, you know, nice. It's very nice to have. And I would even say after these Wraith changes that Wraith wouldn't even be the in my opinion, the worst killer in the game anymore. After these changes that will hap- that's going to happen. I would say that most likely goes to probably Pig now. Come Pig's getting a lot of hate. I think I, I, I don't mind Pig. I don't oh, think he's as weak I, as what Pig is a like. weak killer. <laughs> it doesn't change. She is weak. She is very okay. weak. Jay, uh, I play, I probably pay, play Pig more than Legion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would, if I'm basically when I'm online and like streaming and stuff, I'm mostly seen as a Legion main. When I'm offline, I pretty much only play Pig. Right, right. Like I'm, I look at my profile pick. Like pick is one of my favorite killers, and I still say she's one. She's probably the weakest killer in the game, just because her power doesn't do anything if you don't get the chase done. <laughs> and if you play against Zen Rushers, when did you get the chase? Like <laughs> when? Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> you know? And if that doesn't change, if you don't make this one v one thing powerful for killers, pick will never ever leave the trash trash tier, because you- it that's that stupid. Do you know why I hate about Pig as well? She loses all that stealth factor because everyone knows it's a pig when you spawn in. Like, you yeah. see the box, that yeah. first chase is just lost. Like, if you didn't know 
that it was a pig. Like, why do the boxes need to be there until the first trap is on? Like, when the first trap is on, the boxes should spawn. Then they pig gets that first chase in. She gets that first potential down quite quickly, and then she's got that first trap on. That initial chase is going to help the game massively, but it's the fact yeah. that you know it's a pig. Like, the second I see a jigsaw box, I am looking around me 24-7, yeah. and the yeah. second I hear a little bit of grass rustle, I am out of there because I'm a big scaredy cat. But at least yeah. I know it's a pig. Like, I've been grabbed off the gens by a ghost face too many times because I didn't know it was a ghost face. But if I'd have known, obviously I'd have been a bit more alert. But yeah, that's something that needs to be changed as well. Yeah, it's probably people... behavior too stupid to implement a timer when the boxes start appearing. <laughs> I, I don't think they are competent enough to do that. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. That they fucked up a hut, they fucked up movement and broke the game with that. Like I don't think they can add a timer when the trap when when the boxes for the trap removal spawns on the map. You to can. be honest. There is an add-on. If I remember rightly, isn't there an add-on? Yeah, it's where a fucking iridescent add-on where yeah, you yeah. can't see the boxes uh, until it's active. Yeah, mm -hmm. I yeah. think that is gone awful. And people who want a base kit, I hate it because that just gets. <laughs> no, I think it's just a base kit actually. That would massively improve her power, and it means you'd actually have to go around the map, waste more time, and actually yeah. find them yourself. Problem but is, it removes passive this. It removes passive. There's pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah, what it would you... remove passive. Uh, the passive thing of passive. It would just basically push survivors instead of when they get the head on to go and try get it off. It would push them to do generators first. Exactly. So pushing them to uh, pop generators first before taking it off uh, basically gets rid of a lot of slowdown that the um, pig has. Yeah. What do you guys think, talking about add-ons and perks, what do you guys think about the Chapter 19 perks? Is there any on there that you think are strong? I mean, for me personally, I, I pretty much, I was very disappointed to see a gen speeding pair. Oh yeah, survivor. yeah, very that was. I'm yeah. really not a fan of that one. Yeah. Um, however, with the tricksters, I thought that one where the survivors become exposed if you're carrying someone, I thought that could really fit in well in the live yep. servers. Yeah, like superstar or something. Yeah. Starstruck. 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 Yeah. And the other one was was it No Way Out? The yeah, the blocks bamboozle? to get. Uh, so what yep. did what did you guys think about them? Basically, okay. pre nerf remember think, me. Uh, I think No Way Out is useless, and I'll tell you why. If yeah. you're playing a good team, you're not gonna like get a lot of hooks. I don't think you're gonna be able to hook a lot of unique survivors before the time that the exit gates are powered. That perk is gonna give you twenty seconds at best, yeah. and I just think again, I, I think that's completely completely useless I, I i i'm honestly i'm thinking his hex is going to be the best honestly yeah that's the, the one fact i mean that you can sorry i did mean that one yeah. the, the, the oh. bamboozle type one i can't remember yeah crowd control. Uh, control. control if you uh control. if you pair that with ruin undying uh it, it's going to help you early game get negate some tiles or get some hits just because it exists the survivor yeah. vaults the, the long wall jungle gym it's immediately blocked they either have to burn that pallet or see if they can transition to something else it's not meant to last the whole game. Like people say, it's a hex, so it's going to be bad. A perk like that isn't meant to last the whole game, I don't think, because it's just there to help you early game to get rid of some tiles, get your pressure started. If they cleanse that mid game, you're already started. It's not doing anything for you anymore. And if you use it with ruin and undying, like undying always goes down first, so you're probably you're going to be more likely to be started against an average team by the time it goes. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like corrupt intervention, but useful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mentioned is like people hide 
and then you don't get to do anything for two minutes, and then they just start on gens when Goldervention is gone. This thing is, you get into chases, and the, the early chases that is, that is really hard for killers, the early game, it basically helps you in really ridiculous details because you just block the window when they walk through it. It's, it's like, it just helps you, and they will want to get rid of it as fast as possible. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Potato, what do you think? Mad Grit and Crowd co- uh, not Crowd Control, Starstruck. Star- is it Starstruck together? Starstruck is a terrible well combo. <laughs> that is a terrible combo. I I think it's just going to open up opportunities for meme builds, to be honest. Like yeah. Agitation, Mad Grit, uh, you know, that perk. And then the same with the new Blood Warden type perk thing, whatever it's called. Just bring Noed with that and remember me, and you've just got, you know whole minute of no ed fun source so i think it's just a <laughs> absolute meme build and it's something fun in the game that you know i think i talked about the last podcast how we want fun things to do and experiment with so hmm. having these combos together is just gonna allow for some fun meme builds and to be honest i actually really don't mind the tricksters perks too much i think they're all pretty decent yeah. the survivors perks are absolute garbage and i can't see any yeah. of them being used um even the exhaustion perk is just garbage. You're just better off bringing the exhaustion perk. But if a killer respects pallets, which let's be honest, ninety percent of them do because they're not playing right, um, you're never gonna get that exhaustion perk value because you actually need to stun the killer uh, before it's activated. See, I didn't like that exhaustion perk because when you stun the killer, you're already you already have a few seconds to get to a tile transition, and since the tiles spawn up each other's ass cracks anyway. You don't really need a three-second sprint burst to train yeah, chain the on, together. Exactly. <laughs> it's good on Ratchet Shot where the tights are so spread, <laughs> probably, but it's the only map where yeah. it might be good. <laughs> Just bring Dead Hard. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dead Hard. Remove that perk. Remove that fucking I mean, perk. I agree. I agree with you, Captain Salty. Get rid of it. It's just, it's, it's, hard. it's so hard to... It tweet. makes the killer's job even harder. It shouldn't be like that. It's like... You, you, for, for the mathematics, just survivor running in a straight line, you, for you to catch up, you need two, two times 15 seconds because you give them a speed boost when you hit them with one attack. And then they, that hard, they waste 30 to 33 seconds just by fucking running in one straight line. It's that, that's ridiculous. Just think about it. And then combine it with a good looper after one guy got like, five loops around the safe pallet then fucks up oh no i have dead heart so i get another loop of it it's it's uh, this perk just deleted like i'm i'm all on ryuga's opinion this perk should not be existing no no social perks should be in this game um my opinion with dead heart is the fact that i the thing that i dislike with dead heart is i feel like a movement speed a thing that gives you extra movement should not be on a button press should Agreed. not be on a button press that, that, that you can just go yeah. press okay done i no movement, speed, bad. no movement speed or movement increasing should be on a button press i think the effect of dead hard should it, that debatably needs an activation condition like that's how good that perk is it like, yeah. it, like it could be a simple one like safely unhook a survivor but like that needs an activation condition for how good that effect is i think the main problem with dead hard as well is you can vault and drop a pallet like straight after you've used it like if, yeah if you couldn't do that for like a second or two it probably wouldn't be as much as a problem as it is because you'd like dead hard to the window but then you couldn't vault you it you can't vault it yeah and the killer could I just down that. you anyway but the fact that it that the perk should be more focused on the whole dodging the swing which gives it more of a skill factor 
But 99% of the time, it's used to get to that pallet or window. And that's what buys you more time. It's not really used to dodge the swing. Like, an experienced killer will not fall for that. They will bait the dead hard and then... But it's when they use it to get to a window or pallet and they can instantly vault and drop it. That's bullshit. Because the amount of times I've fucking lost a chase, I thought I'd find game them right, and they've just gone, yeah, fuck you. Dead hard, window vault, boop! And I'm like, wow, okay. I think that's the distinction between good and bad survivors. I don't know if, if any of you are in any social media groups for this game, but, like, there are some survivors in social media groups that unironically think Dead Hard is bad. Like, they, and I think if they think that, if you see any survivor that thinks Dead Hard is bad, they're they're viewing it just as a dodge-the-swing type yep. of perk. And that's I think true. when Behavior designed the perk, I think that's what they had in mind. It's a dodge-the-swing perk. I, but but I think they just had the critical oversight of Dead Heart for Distance in the perk. I think I really didn't. I really don't think they're smart enough to un, to like understand what they did. Dead Heart for Distance is the most broken thing next to Soul of Friends in this game. I think I think Dead Heart's the best exhaustion pack. Really oh, it do. is by far. It's debatably the best perk. Yeah, in the game. yeah. So talking it's... about talking about packs, Rosie, we always ask. The guests that come on what's your favorite pack for survivor and what's your favorite pack for killer oh shit uh, they put you on the spot now haven't they <laughs> okay well okay uh see i could i, I could just be I, i'm gonna give a, a controversial answer okay uh Oh, when Ghostface, when Ghost, well, you're asking what my favorite perk is. I acknowledge that the perk I'm about to say is unhealthy garbage, and I'm so glad it's getting deleted. I'm like, I'm so glad it's getting deleted. When Ghostface came out, and everyone was saying he was absolutely broken. Okay, I don't know if anybody remembers that era of the game. When all, the, like, uh, but when, when Ghostface came out, everyone was saying he was broken. Uh, I was reading some of the perks about how to counter him, and I came across this perk called Object of Obsession. <laughs> and I slapped it on, and I'm like, and then you could just watch him crouch the whole time, and, and matches just got so insanely easy. I think when I started running Object of Obsession, I was a rank 14 survivor. I was a rank seven by the end of the day. That's how busted that perk is, and it wasn't even just against Ghostface. And like, that's the perk. Like, I that's what I run when I play Survivor now. But so, like, so you're saying that your favorite perk is Object for Survivor? Uh, it's it's certainly a perk I find way too much enjoyment out of. But I guess if uh, for a real answer though, I'm gonna say Detective's Hunch. I Shit. think Detect Detective's Hunch. I think if the fact that we've had so many hex perks get nerfed when Detective's Hunch is in the game is absolute fucking nonsense. Detective's Hunch can destroy all five totems after the first two yep. gens are completed. And the fact that hex that any hex perk has gotten nerfed is just a joke, because that perk is low key so good. No, it's just because people don't want to be forced to one new perk to count another perk. But hey, you can you can just make survivors change one of their broken perks to get more <laughs> situational perk. It's not that much of the deal, big deal, you know. Like killers have mm -hmm. some good perks, they get nerfed. Survivors have good perks, they don't get nerfed. Finally, they get nerfed. D strike, eh. And object, but it's like you can expect a survivor to just run something that is situational to counter totems and switching one of their broken perks out. You know, it's like <laughs> it's basically the whole point of nerfing hexes is, is no pointless because there are so many perks in this game that just counter them. It's it's ridiculous. And then uh, my favorite killer perk, uh, I haven't really run this much, but I've always wanted to work with it. I always thought that they could have done a lot more with uh, Dark Devotion. Dark Devotion right. has some weird gimmicky 
synergies. Like if, like if you use Doctor and you hit the Obsession and you do a Static Blast, the Static Blast comes from the Obsession. I always thought there was some gimmicky shit you could like maybe design a killer around that that transfers the because there's no other effect in the game that does that transfers your terror radius to a survivor. I think they could make a whole killer around that specific yeah. bird. Yeah, yeah, no, that's quite interesting. And you, uh, Alex has said um, his favorite pack was the red heron, but he also said dark devotion as well. I've seen Dark Devotion get used so effectively by some killers that I just think, yeah, I can see the benefit of that. You know, I've seen um, survivors just run into the killer, no idea what's happening, you know, running straight at them because they think they're being chased by another survivor, well, the killer, they think the killer's on the other side, but it's the other survivor with a terror radius. I didn't realise that about the Doctor, though, so his static blast will come from... Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. It's interesting. God damn it, I thought I would have another one who said object. Well, I was just about to say, when you were saying it, Rosie, I thought, it's not as controversial as you think, because Neo, his favourite Survivor perk, was object of obsession. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I run even object every game, actually, bro. Even though it's actually not bad anymore, <laughs> I would say... Well, I hope you run it solo queue. I hope you run it solo queue, Rosie. Yeah, I, I run it. I run it in solo queue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, okay. Sometimes for science, I do it in Swift. Sometimes for science, okay. It's for science. Yeah, I know. Muff eighty eight did this as well. Muff eighty eight was using object to show how broken some of our friends really is <laughs> and stuff. Science, and, yeah, science. Um, <laughs> Tristan mentioned his favorite pack is Bond. It allows you to navigate all the location. Bond is an excellent. Solo uh, perk, I would say. Solo queue perk. Copy uh, base kit. Dwight, Dwight, Dwight has some really powerful perk or really strong perks when it comes to survivor mm -hmm. friends. But Bond, I'd say, is more, more for solo queue. I think that's really good. But prove myself. Prove myself is one of, you know, I see that on a Swiss team, perk. and I'm like, my prove God, thyself. Yeah. yeah. You proved yourself, Dwight. Can we know the perk yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was it for the questions for me, guys. Did any of you guys want to bring up anything else? Well, I didn't get to talk about the trickster, and I had I have quite a Sorry, few things yeah. to uh, say about him. No, you're fine. Uh, uh, I just I agree. I forget who said that he's being kind of overlooked because everyone's writing him off as like a bottom tier. I I, I think like I honestly think he was designed to be okay. Like I, I think they're gonna. I think they're probably gonna buff him when they bring in the live servers because it's not exactly working. But I think they tried to make him a decent character, and I feel like he kind of might be because, like, people are saying he's weak. Everyone's weak, guys. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> fucking weak. Uh, so like, but like, is he really gonna be worse than Trapper? I mean, yeah, probably not. But like, what my biggest issue with him, apart from the design, how he doesn't really fit the game. But like he's just like I say this as as a as a console player. I'm a console player, guys. I shouldn't have said that. So I haven't exactly played him yet. But just watching him, he just looks so fucking boring. Like I I, mm. mean, I know you guys said he looked he's fun to play, and I, I've heard everyone say he's fun to play. But you know, okay, I can't help compare him because there's a new Identity Five character that just came out. There be that he's being tested. He's called the Broken Wheel. Okay, this motherfucker, like, he rolls across the entire map as a, as a wheel, he spikes people, and then he throws these bear traps, and, like, 
it, it just like that character is just so creative and in like he takes the whole genre in like a direction that hasn't gone yet. And then you go look at Trickster and he oh he throws knives, bruh. And, and if you run a purple add-on, they can ricochet off the wall. Like I just mm. think he's so boring. Like I get that they needed to do something a little standard because the twins was a, a mess. <laughs> but I just feel like they took it too far in the other direction. I just think he's super bland. Just from watching him at least. I'm sure he's fun to play, but just he just looks so bland. It looks like they whipped him up in an afternoon. It really does. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I've seen so many comments, you know, on social media in the in the Dead by Daylight groups, of people saying, you know, hats off to the art team. They've done an amazing job. And I'm like, have they, you know, have they really done an amazing job? I just I don't see anything that makes it stand out. And I mean, I had this debate with someone, and they said, you know, it's a Korean Joker. Like, let's let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> pe people were like, oh, it's a great design. You know what? What else could they have done? And I'm like, hang on, you know. So we're talking about we've got all this history of horror. You know, you've got vampires, mummies, zombies, all these different genres of things. You know, and they come up with this. I don't get me wrong. I read the law and I thought it was really interesting. It's probably. Oh come on! You have Christmas onesies. What is far more far away from a horror game than Christmas onesies? I, I'm, I'm not like this game is a joke. Yeah. It's not even like well, identity okay, I agree V. With that. Identity V is more scary than this game. Okay, I agree that the game is a joke. I do. I agree with that. But like, my problem is when you're standing like that's that's all that's all Survivor stuff. And like, like some people were saying, well, look at Mr. Puddles. Mr. Puddles is fucking creepy, bro. I think when you're standing next to Michael Myers and Leatherface and Freddy Krueger and like, like you have to have a certain standard, and yeah, I just that, don't think he true. meets the standard. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, yeah. comparing to any other killer, it is not really giving me not giving me the horror aesthetic that I that I'm actually trying to get in this game. If at least killer side, like survivors are a joke. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this whole this whole like uh, Christmas onesie stuff and maybe having like uh, funny uh, funny uh, fluffy costumes for religion, for example. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> but it that's one straw too far away from where they should head. The only thing I en I enjoyed in the PTB was playing. I was playing on Coldwind, so I was in the middle of the con doing a gen and he comes running towards me and i actually thought it was a survivor and he, that <laughs> i enjoyed that element and i was sat there and i could see this guy running and because it was in the corner i could only just see like this figure coming towards me and i was like great this david is going to come and help me do this gen and then i looked and i was like <laughs> shit that's a killer and just like literally lucky enough had a tile i could run to straight away i did enjoy that aspect I That's think... why you're going to run monitor and abuse on it. Yeah, you're going to run monitor. Definitely. <laughs> I did really enjoy... Uh, I do really think that he's going to be very marketable for them in regards to cosmetics. I think they're probably going to go crazy with the cosmetics on him. Can we stop talking about I, I can't wait for it. I can't wait for his cosmetics. I'm really looking forward to them. Cosmetics they can't be worse than his base skin, bro. They can't yeah. be worse than his base skin. I like the base skin as well, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> But cosmetics don't fix anything about the game, so they don't matter. Facts. Facts. It does. He, he winks at you in the story. And he laughs when someone DCs. So he has that. He laughs when someone DCs. 
Yeah, he laughs when someone disconnects. Oh. Well, yeah. No, no, he he has set triggers for his laughs. It's when he hooks someone, when he combos, there when he laughs. It's not like right. specifically when they DC. Right. That would have been a that would have been a super nice touch. That would have been good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so DC laughs. Last question then. Last question comes from Alex. To do say something about Trickster. <laughs> yeah, go on then. Okay. Uh, the problem with Trickster's add-on base kit is like the same problem I have with the clown rework. It's basically, you add new add-ons that are basically just fixing something that should be base kit. Like this, those feather add-ons from, from Clown that uh, decrease the cooldown after you throw a bottle to get the hit in. Why is that not base kit? Is it that powerful that you have to use an add-on for that shit? No. The same thing goes for the laceration timer decreasing add-on, which is the green one for Trickster. Why is that not base kit? It's like it make, make basically reduces your your hits that you take with knives to six instead of eight to injure someone. Why is that not base kit? Is that too powerful? Why do you have to use add-ons to make a powerful useful, a power useful? That, 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 that doesn't make sense. Like they could, so have, they could have made so feature. much more. I it's like his power doesn't do much. It takes too long to down someone with his power and you would just try to play him as an M1 killer <laughs> because yeah. that's basically what he can do. More best. I think someone it's... mentioned on, commented on the video that I've done. So I've done a video saying he is the worst killer in DBD at present. Uh, and someone said they, they think that the devs are probably scared of the backlash when it comes to making strong killers. Now, I remember when Pyramid Head came out and the first few days... Oh, he was ever strong. The survivors were yeah. all over the forum. This is ridiculous, not playing again. He's got a counter everything. He counters borrowed time. He counters, uh, not borrowed time, DS. He yeah. counters but that's hook. what the strong oh, killer should do. Well, I, I, have, I have something I want to say on that. Okay. Yeah. The devs need to ignore it. If mm. you, like, the problem is that we have a very, very, very undisciplined player base. The player base is, is, is akin to a child screaming. And then when mommy comes and pats the child on the back eight million times, that's how you create spoiled brats. There's a point where you need to just tell the player base no. And I think the devs are they they they're really good at telling us no, just at all the wrong things. Exactly. I think if you if you just ignore the backlash, if you just ignore it, and then it goes away eventually. And I'm also of another controversial opinion that the survivor player base needs a purge. I think a lot of survivors exactly. that are playing the game need to quit. So if you're designing a killer that's weeding babies out, I think that's a really good thing for the game. Exactly. And that's why I'm disappointed with the yellow shitty piss bottles of Cloud. Because <laughs> why do they have in mind that survivors can in be interactive with a killer? It's like a guy that wants to kill you. You should not have fun with that guy. He should, should try to get far away as possible from that guy. Why should they design a bottle that you have to throw that takes two seconds until it does something and then it only lasts five seconds and survivor can use it as well it's like why do you design something like that who cares about the fun of survivors like it's a, killer, it's a killer that should be punishing survivors and they get loud this killer gets laughed on by survivors which is like, what is the point of that? Same with Pirate Head. When he came out, he was fucking strong. But people were complaining about it. It's survivor entitlement. Mm -hmm. They think they deserve to 1v1 outplay as killer. Which is not the case. Because the game is a 1v4 thing. It's mm -hmm. one, four survivors versus one killer. So that one killer should be powerful enough to 
take to bring down Brads as fast as possible and yeah. has as least out play potential as possible. But they try to make it fun for the Vivers to make killers worse. It's like, what is the point of that? It's a that killer. Is why, that is why I don't have a problem with a lot of the killers people have a problem with. I don't exactly. mind Spirit. I don't mind Nurse. I don't mind Deathslinger. I don't mind any of these characters. They deserve to be as good as they are in the 1v1. Survivors, a, a lot of, again, a lot, I know, I, 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 don't, I was excited it wasn't going to come on here and bash content creators. But content creators also drive this notion. Sure, of, man. Oh, Tofu's sure. like, Oh, Tofu sits there, he goes, the Survivor should have 50-50 counterplay at all times, bro. Like, no. Like, that's no. how you create an unbalanced game. Yeah, the killer true. should have control over the tiles. The if the Survivors are lasting 30 seconds, they should be going, I did good. Yeah, exactly. For real. There's so much you have to do. You have to fight all four Survivors to kill them in the end on hooks. If you waste so much time on one server because he has everything he has to just waste your time, what is the point of playing killer then? It's like you don't feel powerful enough. You don't feel like your chase does anything. And, and it's just like if you still design this game with a fun perspective for survivors in the, mind, in the back of your mind, you will never fix the problems that is gen rushing. Because if you make the 1v1 powerful, too powerful for survivors, the killer can't really catch up to the objective of survivors. And that's the, the biggest issue why gen rushing is such a big issue in this game, but it's not in Identity V, for example. I think mm -hmm. I'm going to check out Identity V tonight after this podcast, because it's been you mentioned a few times. You really um, but yeah, I think we could probably speak for another hour about this topic, so I think we'll probably carry that over. Well, carry that over in the next week at some point um oh. one question did someone else want to add something there? i just heard something uh oh, well another thing that i noticed with identity five right just sort of talking about the killer powers and stuff is with identity five uh killers start off weaker weak like significantly weaker but as you say give more i think it's called like more fear or whatever to the survivors presence. or yeah presence, presence or yeah, pressure presence goes up. um you actually become more powerful as a killer and you unlock more and more abilities and more say passives which mm -hmm. the quicker you're able to put pressure on the survivors you the more powerful you actually become sooner for in game mm. which is interesting a very nice a really nice uh interesting side to identity five yep it's kind of like only but like it's like you you get rewarded for doing as much pressure as possible and the so i was get into a situation where they just have no chance of trying to get away from a killer and they just have to do ciphers and get out that's basically it and that's how you that's how you counter the objective of someone to give make the uh, objective of uh, of the killer powerful enough to counter survivors being as efficient as possible. Mm. That would be a good idea to have a killer that gets stronger. The more pressure he has, the pr stronger, the more presence. Something like a presence is a really nice idea for. I mean, for that day, like general. I think um, we've got Tristan on the chat at the moment, and Tristan has been. That subscribed my channel for quite a while now now he has come up with so many different concepts 
that I just think, and this is what's been disappointing for me with chapter 19, is, and I think it's been like that since Pyramid Head. I know, you know, Skinny, I know you play Blight. I know some people play Twins, and I know Neo, you're loving the trickster, but it's just been disappointment after disappointment because there's all these theories that are around on the internet. People are coming up with all these theories that just sound amazing, the game, and then you just get a boring old killer out. But like I said, guys, I'm going to wrap it up now because we can probably talk for another hour about that <laughs> one question alex he's asked me to remind him remind you again he's asked so we'll just say a quick yes no uh we'll start by with captain salty do you like k-pop <laughs> no potato <laughs> legion uh kind of i don't mind uh myself I don't mind a bit of BTS, no, so I'll have to say yes, I do like K pop, but just in, in small moderation. Rosie? No. No. <laughs> Neo. Well, metalhead, bro. Uh same. I, I like I, I like a lot of music and when I was in the loading screen for the trick star, I was blasting K pop over the fucking <laughs> Just waiting there loading, I was just blasting that K pop. Yep. Fair I had enough. to delete the but but yeah, I had fun. Great, so it's a yes from you, Skinny. No, I don't. But I do like Trickster, and I do like his menu theme. I just don't like K-pop. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, just before we go, guys, any last questions from chat? We have went over quite considerably today, but hopefully none of you mind. I know Potato, you always have a no. strict, strict streaming schedule, so I do apologise for breaking into that what, sure, what type of pants is skinny wearing <laughs> he's wearing blue jeans oh, top <laughs> top, top. so alright it doesn't look like we've got any more questions guys so thank you everybody for coming on Captain Salty, Neo, Potato Rosie and Skinny Quinny thanks for giving up your time we'll do it again next week if you have any ideas guys who are on the call and guys in the chat any ways different ways you want to see the podcast done i know some people mentioned maybe fortnightly so we have more to talk about maybe weekly but less things to talk about i don't know oh hang on tristan go on and tristan nice and quick last question no pressure oh. tristan we're all sat waiting for you on the chat no pressure the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Let's take your time. We have time. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go play Minecraft. So what do <laughs> Sorry, you think of... Said thanks for doing the podcast. Sorry? Jeho, jeho, jeho. My stream said thanks for doing the podcast. All oh, right, yeah, thanks. Do you... Um, did they have any things on chat that were interesting at all, Potato? Uh, someone asked about a build, uh, but I think they were joking because the build is kind of meme It was <laughs> right. Ruin, Barbecue and Chili, Noed... Uh, and Thrill of the Hunt. Yeah, I think that's what? an amazing build. Yeah, that's an amazing build. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know myself about that one. <laughs> hey, on, on Hex, this build could work because she's the queen of Hex protection, so... Mm. Uh, Tristan's question was, what do you think of Dwight Fairfield? Love Put him in a main outfit. The what, sorry? sorry. Did you say main outfit? <laughs> in a main outfit, yeah. That was on the last Q&A, so I thought I'd bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I think Eddie yeah. looks great. I, I mean, think... he's one of the most uh, problematic on, perks. That ain't what the question says, bro. The question says, what do you think <laughs> of Dwight Fairfield X Huntress smut fanfiction? Oh, and to that I say, no! <laughs> yeah, I say no as well. I think Dwight <laughs> seems like the, he's going to be a bitch, basically, isn't he? You know, so, yeah. Terrible. Please send me a link. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god! Right, so we'll wrap it up there, guys. Again, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for chat. Uh, amazing having people coming on and asking questions. Now we will do it again same time next week. But like I said, any thoughts, any opinions, tell me in the podcast in the Discord. I've got a Discord, so I think it's just there. Podcast chat. People will pop in there and pop in. The questions or the thoughts, things like that, anything they want us to discuss. But and also let me know if you preferred it live or not. Personally, I thought live was probably better because I think it gives you guys the opportunity to ask the question, get involved, have your thoughts as well. But if you preferred the recorded version, just let me know, guys. It will be on Spotify tomorrow, so I will upload it. So yeah, so that's it, guys. So thanks for joining us. Kiss.